Our church, ICF Zurich, is celebrating its 20 years anniversary this year. And during that time, we never had a permanent home. Through the growth of our church and external factors, we always had to move location from one place to another. But this time is soon coming to an end. We are coming home. And we are so looking forward to this new chapter that we are living as a church. This new building will give us great facilities for our celebrations, great room for community, ICF college courses, and amazing room for our kids and youth facilities. If you want to be part of this project, if you want to get some information on this project called Coming Home, and maybe you want to support it financially, then please go to our website. You will get all the informations there. Thank you so much for your support. I'm going to talk about um, the vision of our church. I'm going to talk about a message titled, We Are the Church. And obviously, if we hear that word or that sentence, We Are the Church, the famous song about church from Michael Jackson comes to your mind, right? Obviously. We are the church. <laughs> We are the children. We are the one. You know, right? Yeah. We are the ones who make a brighter day, so let's start giving. <laughs> Remember that song? Yeah. Tonight I'm gonna talk about the local church. <laughs> It is the house of God and it's a very high song. <laughs> and it's a very emotional topic for you and me. Ooh, wow, yeah. It is a very emotional topic because church, I don't know, depending on whom you're going to talk about church, <laughs> it almost, if you talk about, um, about church with someone on the streets, it may sound church. The word church may sound like a curse word, right? <laughs> yeah. Don't talk about church to me, you know? Almost sounds like, like you can talk about God with me. Yeah, God is okay. Jesus, mm, yeah, it gets a little bit deeper and divided, split that topic, you know? But church, no way. You know, church in the Bible is um, defined in many, many ways. But one thing is the house of God. And many people have this picture in mind if they think about church. A ran down house. Um, can you get the picture? A ran down house. Yeah, there, there, there it is. A house um, ran down. Ugly. Don't talk about that. Um, damaged. Hypocritical. Not honest. Not transparent. Old school, not relevant to my life anymore, right? We just had one of those um, uh, situations last week when I was uh, working at the Prime Tower with Mr. Joel Friedli here. And we had an awesome waiter and we, got, um, we had a, got in a conversation with him, you know. And then he was looking into our laptops. What are you working? What are you doing? And then I let him read about... Uh, actually, I was preparing something that I'm going to talk about in a minute about our strategy for internationals and our vision. You know, we think about helping people to connect with Jesus and what that means. So he read Jesus and, and then he asked, hey, what, what are you guys working? And I said, hey, we are pastors. And then he was like, really? Stepped back almost like, really? <laughs> It was as if something like a little movie in his mind was rolling while I was saying, hey, we are pastors. And And, and, and he came every once in a while to check on us and he was sitting down and 
He was opening up his life on one side and he was sh sharing that his life is a mess and he needs, really needs help. But on the other side, he was scared about us somehow. I would have loved to pray for him, but after, at the end, he disappeared. He didn't come back to us anymore. Someone else uh, came to uh, when we wanted to pay. And, and this is sometimes how people think about church. They are afraid. They have um, whatever images in their mind. And uh, I don't have a problem with those type of people. I feel for them because um, maybe they are hurt. Maybe they never experienced the message of the church in a relevant way. And um, I feel for those people. I mean, um, I can understand if people have a weird picture about the church, the local church. I mean, just look at me, one of the leaders of a local church. Of course, you can have uh, crazy weird pictures what church could be. Look at you! <laughs> Just kidding. But the church is, a, is, a, is an interesting topic. But I have to honestly, I have to say, I love the church. I love the local church. This is how I see the church. Different picture. A house that is um, inviting me to go in there, to spend time, to look into the different rooms, to spend time, have, maybe have a nice dinner, Maybe meet some folks there and I'm invited to go there. That's how I see the church because that's how I, starting at the age of 19, how I got to know the church. When I first, when I, when I met Jesus, when I gave my life to Jesus, uh, I loved the church. I, I, I um, had a, a deep encounter with God in a, in a vibrant local church in Munich. And, and, and then I wanted to dive into it. I stepped into youth ministry because I wanted to share this message about Jesus in the church with other folks, and I loved it. And um, later down the road, I, um, I got to know about ICF. That was in 2002 and 2003. Me and my, one of my best friends and his wife and, and my wife, we, went, we came to Zurich for three months and, and took a crash course how to start an ICF church. <laughs> and later on, we started ICF Munich, The four of us in the living room, and there, for the first time, I really experienced it myself, how dozens and hundreds of people's of lives were being changed in the local church by the message that is carried out from the local church. One of those guys, his name is Matze, you see him on the screen here, um, an awesome guy, I love him so much. Um, he came um, to ICF back many years ago. Uh, because he heard about um, uh, ICF back then at a New Year's Eve party. So he came in the beginning of January to ICF. And in his first celebration, he was touched because someone heard a word of knowledge that there's a person in this room who has um, an injury. He wanted to go pro as a soccer player, but now he has an injury and also a tumor in his right foot. And we would love to pray for that person. And guess what? Matze came. And he said, I think that's me. It's my first time at church, and can you please pray? So we prayed for him. He got healed. The tumor left. A day after, he had a hospital visit um, and because they wanted to operate him. And the tumor left, and, and, and he had an encounter with Jesus. But what is even better, he came with a broken and shattered dream because he wanted to become pro as a soccer player. But then, while down the road, he came to church, he joined my small group, we were praying, we spent hours and hours of time, very passionate guy, um, ups and downs in his life. And he said, I wanted to go pro, but now I, I, I'm, I'm too old because I was injured for such a long time. Um, but he got, a, he got a vision. And the vision was, he should go with a ball, a soccer ball, um, into one of the little bit more ghetto kind of districts in Munich, 
and started a ministry there. And all of a sudden, all these people, all these young people came and played soccer with him. And he was, um, he was scouting talent and he was sharing the love of Jesus. And this ministry called Kick It is, 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 is become very big now. And he is so on fire for Jesus And he can live that out in the local church. So in the local church, his shattered dream to become soccer pro even got better. And now he has a dream to cast on his vision with Jesus and soccer to many, 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 many people. And I love those kind of stories. I love that so much. Bill Hybels puts it like this. He says, businessmen can provide needed jobs. Important. Wise educators can teach useful knowledge of the world. Self-help programs can offer effective methods of behavior modification. Advanced psychological techniques can aid self-understanding. And all of this is good. He's not even talking about politics. If you look into America, I say, Lord have mercy. <laughs> But politics can do some good, obviously. But can any of it truly transform the human heart? I believe that only one power exists on this planet that can do that. It's the power of the love of Jesus Christ. The love that conquers sin and wipes out shame and heals, the, heals wounds and reconciles enemies and patches broken dreams like Matze and ultimately changes the world one life at a time. And what grips my heart every day is the knowledge that this radical message of that transforming love has been given to the church. And he ends this quote with, obviously, you know that quote probably, if you know Bill Hybels, the local church is the hope of the world. It's the hope of the world because it carries the message, the only message that can transform hearts. The church is God's idea. That's my first thought. The church is God's idea. It's not even Bill Hybels' idea. It's not Leo Bigger's idea. It's not my idea. It's God's idea. He came up with the idea of church. He said, Jesus said actually to Peter in Matthew 16, verse 18, he says, here's what I tell you. You are Peter. On this rock, I will build my church. The gates of hell will not be strong enough to destroy it. And you can look at China, you can look in all different, in different spots of the earth where persecution and where people are trying to push down and destroy the local church, not even that can prevail. Nothing can stand against the local church. And Peter actually carried that message. He preached an amazing message at Pentecost. You can read it in Acts. And, um, and, and then he's... The first church started and every day they continued, it's written in Acts 2, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Food is always important. We come to food later down when we talk about the strategy and look at the survey of what you guys, most of you guys were filling out a couple of weeks ago. Food is very important already there. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. We see here two things happening. People were, many things happening, but two. People were meeting in the temple every day. I mean, we do that once a week. Good start, right? Celebrations. And they were meeting in homes, eating bread, sharing life, praying for each other. Glad and joy and happiness, sincere hearts, small groups. So I brought you a picture. The Samsung Hall will be our new celebration hall. 
And it's amazing. But church is not only a building. Yes, we meet in a building as a reminder what we're all about. But um, first and foremost, we are people. We are the church. We are the church. <laughs> you know? We are the ones who are carrying that message. We meet. We are building friendships. We are reminding each other what we're here on earth for. Sharing and casting down the road, wherever we are, sharing that message of the gospel. The temple and the houses. And it's so cool. And I'm so excited about our new temple. <laughs> and uh, we have here, one more time, the, the bell. And um, do you remember how many weeks it will be? Remember? We all got confused, right? If you, <laughs> we all got confused for a reason. <laughs> because we had to reset the countdown. You know, normally you don't do that, but we had to do it for some reasons. The biggest reason is um, uh, the, the city, the government, um, needs to approve that we have, um, that, that the building of the Samsung Hall is, uh, is actually approved, that public events can be taken there, and they didn't give us the permission to, um, to meet beforehand when the official, um, uh, the official first concerts are happening. So we have to reset, but um, I'm going to tell you, it's not long anymore, but it's, it will be a couple of weeks later than we expected. <laughs> Should be already almost there, and we are still almost there, so I still can ring the bell as it is the last round. Yeah, and it will be 12 more weeks. So we reset the countdown to 12 weeks because of all this permission stuff, but it's going to be amazing. January 29th will be the first celebration when we come together as a church in our new temple and meet there and celebrate. And I'm so excited about it. But still, you know, it's awesome. But we meet here as well. And we meet in homes as well. I mean, nobody can stop us meeting and celebrating Jesus, you know. This is going to happen everywhere. And it's so cool. This is the main thing, the main message The main name, the name above all names, no other name, is, was, and always will be Jesus. And he is the cornerstone. He is the cornerstone. I'm going to read a Bible verse to you, the long one here. Um, you can turn back to the, to the long one because this is the main, the key verse of this message. He says, as you come to him, the living stone... He is the living stone. As you come to him, the living stone, Jesus, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, we are the little stones, <laughs> we are the living stones. It's First Peter, second chapter, starting in verse 4. We are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, the big one. And the, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. What a message. You are chosen people. We are the living stones, the chosen people. Hmm. 
We are the royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him. That's our task, who called you out of darkness into this wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are a people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. This is the message about Jesus. He is the cornerstone. I lay a stone in Zion. A chosen and precious cornerstone and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. This is the message. If you trust your life on Jesus, you will never be put to shame. You are in the best hands with Jesus. No matter how your life looks like right now, there is a message that God loves you. He died for you. He rose again. He wants to forgive you. He wants to reconcile you. He wants to heal you. He wants to give you a future of hope. He wants to give you a vision. He wants to help you. Live out a life that's an adventure, that you connect other people with the message that he gave you. He is the main message also in the Samsung Hall. <laughs> he is and he always was and he will be. And we want to reach people with that message here in this city. There's so many international English-speaking people here in this city, so many people that need to hear this message. And we carry that out. So we want to Reach internationals here in Zurich. Besides celebrations and small groups, what we hear in Acts already there. How, how do we want to do that? How can we do that? Um, I was, um, a team came up with a survey a couple of weeks ago. And um, some of, the, of you guys were filling out a survey to actually give us a better picture. To um, form out a, a strategy and a clearer picture of how we can actually do that in terms of building, in terms of celebration times, in terms of your ideas, how we can do that with community ideas and all this stuff. And here's a, in a nutshell, a little summary. So I'm going to um, flip th through a whole lot of slides right now. Uh, all the statistics that you filled out. We had 66 people. First question was, what is your mother tongue? And about 50% say English, and there's Swiss German, High German, and other languages. And then we came out, how long have you been living in Switzerland? That's an interesting answer. How many, um, uh, how long have you been living in Switzerland? Next slide, yeah. Um, actually, a whole lot of people, 50% of our community are living longer than four years already in Switzerland. That was surprising for me. I was thinking, we have many people coming and going, and we have, yes, but... In our, in our community, we have a whole lot of people that actually are here for a longer time already. How long? Um, that was also interesting. How long more do you plan to visit most of the people? Because it's so nice to live here, right? Forever and a day. <laughs> Forever and a day, God willing. <laughs> so cool. How long have you attended, been, been attending ICF? That's also interesting to me because about half of the people um, are living less than two years. So even though we have a whole lot of people that are already here, we have lots of new people in our community. And that's very interesting to me to find that out as well. There are many new people in our community. Which celebration do you currently attend? Most of the people here, as you are doing right now, are going to the five o'clock celebration. A few, um, for family reasons and bring their kids, are going uh, to the 11 o'clock celebration. Given a choice, now it's getting more interesting, right? Given a choice, what time would you prefer uh, the English International Celebration in the new Samsung Hall to be held? We see about 50-50. 11 o'clock, 5 o'clock are, um, are the most important or most uh, famous celebration times. Um, almost half-half. What are the main reasons for that? Yeah, the time fits. Makes sense, right? The time fits. <laughs> time fits. 
Um, this was an interesting question. The next one is, if these were two celebration options, where should we do it? Should we do it in the big hall, in the Samsung hall, um, with worship from our people here, from the worship band, um, uh, the seating adjusted to the size, and, um, but, um, and, and possibility to record video podcasts, to go online, Daystar TV, biggest American TV channel, is knocking at the door. This option, or... Uh, go into the club, which is in the second ground floor, um, um, a smaller venue, uh, still great, uh, but um, um, a little bit more of a low-key setting with people from our community worshipping, but no possibility to record an HD video podcast and to um, put stream that on TV. And uh, that was interesting to me um, to hear that about 61%, so um, the majority of you guys actually want to stay in the main hall, have a, uh, have a, a loud and a high performance worship setting and, and then uh, also thinking about the world. Hey, we want to stream our messages and do all of that. So this is what we're going to do. I actually, when we had an international retreat uh, in June, I was already um, talking very, and you guys were excited about that. Hey, let's do an 11 o'clock service. Uh, different uh, in a different room um, and with our people and everybody everybody was excited and it was very interesting to me to see that uh, that actually is not what you actually want <laughs> and then when um, Leo came back from uh, vacation he said hey um, I think we we still need a video podcast uh, figure out if do the people want that or do, do they want a, a smaller venue or do they want a big celebration still and you guys want a big celebration so I'm I'm glad and, and, and um, I was surprised to see that. So we will be in the main hall. Cool thing is I brought your picture here. It's going to be huge. <laughs> so uh, bring some people, invite some friends, pray hard. We can adjust the size of this celebration hall. This is the, when it's all is open, but we, have, uh, we, have, we can bring the, bring the stage all the way um, or actually bring the auditorium to the stage and uh, hang some curtains there and make it actually way more cozy and way more fitting than we have it right here or in the, in the other Mark Hall. So I'm excited about this. But, so we were thinking as, a, as, a, as an international team with some team people, with our core team, we were thinking and praying, how should we do it then? You know, because we have families, how do we do this? And this is basically the strategy how we want to do it. We want to have two offers, still two offers for English-speaking people. One is 11 o'clock Swiss celebration. And 11 o'clock Swiss celebration is our family celebration um, with English headset translation, no English on stage. Um, but we still want to reach international families and people who are planning to stay longer here um, and ultimately learn the German language as well. Uh, we want to start um, an, an, a team that helps other people integrate into this community. And we are working on that already. And obviously, we have an amazing kids uh, program from zero to 15 years. And then we still have, we're still going to continue in the main hall, as you wish, at five o'clock, an English, full-on English service um, for English-speaking people who either don't speak German or uh, just like English. And we even have Swiss people here. Like, I see some folks here, and I love that. They love the language and they love the English-speaking people, you know. And how cool is that, that, uh, that a Lucas and a Daniel and some other folks, you know, can actually say, hey, welcome to my country, in English, with a Swiss accent, as a Swiss person. I love that, you know. I love that. Because you guys have, an, you have a natural authority to welcome people who need to be welcomed. 
It's so cool. So what do we offer, community offers? The next slide is um, obviously 11 o'clock, um, as we said, headset translation, kids program, food and fellowship, and starting an international integration team. And um, uh, five o'clock is uh, a full English experience, but since we have a baby boom, and there was some stuff you said, hey, please, can we, can we, can we somehow have childcare again at five o'clock? Um, and we want to offer that. Um, I think from my personal experience having three kids, the older your kids get, the later the time is, or the, too late is, the time is too late. But from zero to four years old, when you're not going to kindergarten or school, actually the time doesn't really matter. They're still flexible, five o'clock when the celebration ends, you can still hang out in the lounge from 6.30 for an hour or so and um, have that, enjoy that. Uh, here's what I'm really excited about, and most of you guys were filling that out in all the opening questions. What would you like to see again? Food. Yeah, acts too. Food, right? We need food. <laughs> so we want to have um, a, a weekly lounge with activities and food. Um, and then once a month, we start with, with once a month, have a food lounge team. Like back in the days, you know, when we had a kitchen, and we will have a kitchen again, to really have a food lounge with international types of foods, you know, to really have a big lounge with, uh, like, let's say, Asian lounge, and then we have some Asian games or whatever, you know, some interesting facts, some stuff to see, and some st games to do, some, and then eat food, you know, with, with the sticks or whatever, you know, and then Latin lounge, have a nice mojito, I don't know, you know, as... <laughs> Then some salsa with Jenny. I don't know, you know, <laughs> what do you think? But, but that stuff, you know, is church. And we want to do that again. We want to start that team. If you, wanna, if you are excited about that, we actually have a meeting right after the service in the lounge. We want to jumpstart that. Who all, who, if you are interested in that, please come. Come to me afterwards. We are collecting people who are interested in cooking or interested about one specific nation and, or just want to be a part of this team. How do we make that happen, all of that stuff? You know, we have this huge venue, we want to do all of that stuff, and um, um, how do we do that? Um, I, I mean, as we were hearing, coming back to the, to, the, to the Bible text of the living stones, you know, church is not, not our idea, it's God's idea. He wants it, he loves it. He loves it when people are coming together, celebrating the name of Jesus. Jesus is the cornerstone. He is, was, and always will be the main message. And we are, as it is written in the text, we are the living stones. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. I don't know how that feels, you know, for you. If you are one of those stones, you know, uh, to be built into a house can feel a little bit squished. Static, fixed, stuck. I don't know who is next to me that the stone next to me, you know, maybe he stinks or he has different personality, you know. Being built in a, in a spiritual house can feel, could feel, depending on what your picture of a church is, a little bit weird. I'm glad that we are living stones so we can, <laughs> you know, in that house, you know, um, maybe change a position here or bump into the neighbor, you know, here use some deal, whatever, you know, I don't know. <laughs> But we are the living stones. And um, I think the local church and has such a huge potential and still, I think, has a huge challenge. 
And I see that in many, in many, many communities. Uh, I'm glad that, that we are a, a volunteer church. We have so many volunteers, so many people who are actually say, hey, I want to be one of those living stones. But the church, local church in general, I see that, has a problem with people coming to church, attending church, but having a hard time to really make a decision to really be plugged in and committed to a local church. I found out that there's all kinds of different types of Christians. And uh, I see that um, when, I, when I look at different churches, uh, there's the church-hopping Christian. Maybe you heard about that Christian, right? The church-hopping Christian likes to hop between different churches. He says, oh, worship, I like in this church, but then Bible teaching, yeah, I like here. The community, I like here, but then also this pastor, I like a lot, you know, and I don't want to, if you're one of those people, I don't want to talk bad or I understand that because there is good stuff in this church. There's other good stuff here in this church, but I think eventually it's hard to make a difference in one place if you're hopping between different churches. If you are one of the church-hopping Christians, I want to encourage you and challenge you tonight. Make a decision. Plug yourself into a, a, a local church. Be a living stone. Build into a temple. It could be this church. Maybe you're attending a different church. Just think and pray about which local community do you really want to be a part of because their life is being transformed. Your life will be transformed and you have the potential to invite other people into a church you are a regular part of and see their lives to be transformed as well. So the church hopping Christian, there's also the global church Christian. The global church Christian zooms out and says, wow, I'm part of the global church, you know, but I don't like and I don't need the local church because it stinks, it's ugly, and I don't like it. There's people like that, and I've heard that. I mean, everybody would say, I'm a Christian, I'm part about the local church, but I see so many people say, yeah, but I'm part of the global church movement, you know. I don't need a local church. And here's a danger in that, I see that. The danger is, You, be, you will become isolated. And, and your theology and your ways of thinking about God and church can get really weird. I've seen that also in ministries, and it hurts me because it hurts the local church. It divides the local church. I see that in some ministries where people are not, are not talking good about the church. There's a, actually, we were talking about that. I was hanging out with some friends last Thursday. We were playing squash, and we were talking about That, that someone, he's a pastor as well in an ICF church, he said he has people coming from different ministries and talking so bad about his church. He says, it's, 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 it's so, it, hurts, it hurts me. You know why? Because it hurts Jesus. Because Jesus, the church is not only the house, it's also the bride. Imagine someone at a wedding talking bad about the bride. No one does that. Why do we talk bad about church? Because you get a problem with the, with the groom. If I'm the groom, you know, if you, talk about, if you talk about that my wife is ugly, we are getting into trouble. <laughs> Why do people talk bad about the bride? If you're not part of a local church really plugged in yet, if you think you are a global church Christian, I want to challenge you. Become part of a local church. There's the roller coaster Christian as well. The roller coaster Christian likes to get a kick. Woo, a conference here. Didding. And then there's ladies' lounge there. Awesome. 
And then there is another conference here. And then there is Awakening Europe and all this great stuff. And I love that stuff. I love it. I really do. Because there stuff happens. You get a vision. Your, your, your faith gets fired up again. All kinds of great stuff is happening. But guess what? If you're only a roller coaster Christian, you know, conference, actually, there's always a gap, a couple of months gap. What do you do in that gap, you know? You're trying hard and looking for the next high, for the next roller coaster ride or whatever. But, you know, I think an event, a conference, and I believe in it. I love it. It's so awesome. It pumps your faith. It can give you a new vision, a new perspective, whatever, all that stuff. But only a local church, I believe, can really put it on the road. Whatever your faith boost was, whatever your vision was, you need friends. You need a local community. You need other folks that are also together with you being plugged in here into a community and say, hey, Two weeks after the conference, what are you going to do about it? Two months after it, hey, what about your vision? Accountability, someone who pushes you, challenges you, encourages you. I think we need that. Three different types so far. Same challenge, you know. You can be, you can be one of those Christians and it's okay. Here's my challenge. Become a, become a local church Christian. And I believe God had this in mind. Um, and the writer of the letter of Peter had that in mind. Jesus being the cornerstone, but us as living stones really being plugged in, built in as living stones into a local church. Because what happens is this. When we come together and we believe something is happening, we can change the city in unity. Yeah, we are different, We are totally different. We look different. We smell different. We act different. Everything is different, but we need that. But us united with an anticipation. Something is about to happen. You know, something in church is happening. Every Sunday, filling the first rows, coming early, saying, hey, I believe that God is doing something in my life, inviting other people, friends to church as well with anticipation. Something is going to happen. And then also to participate, to be part of it, to be serving, to be in a small group, to be inviting other people to the church. I believe when this is happening, we can make a huge difference in our city. There's so many lives desperately wanting and needing the message of Jesus here in this town, at your working place, in your neighborhood, so many people don't wait just become a part and invite your friends and sit down and pray about that because if we do that then this is what's happening paul says you're no longer strangers and outsiders you are plugged in you are citizens together with God's people. You are members of God's family. You are being built. You, you are a building that is built on the apostles and prophets. They are the foundation, another foundation. Christ Jesus himself is the most important stone in the building. This one here. The whole building is held together by him. It rises to become a holy temple. I like that. I love that. It rises. Something is happening. Something is being built. It rises. 
to become a holy temple because it belongs to the Lord. And because you belong to him, you too are being built together. You are being made into a house where God lives through his spirit. God lives in this place. Jesus is living in this place. Do we believe that? Do you believe that right here, right now, the power of Christ, the resurrected Christ is here. He can change your life right now. He can change my life right now. And he can change and he would love to change your friends' lives as well. I just came, I just um, read an interesting quote I don't have it on the screen. I just read it recently and um, it describes the church. It says, the church began as a movement in Jerusalem. It became a philosophy in Greece, an institution in Rome, a culture in Europe. And when it came to America, it became a business, a highly profitable business. But Jesus is coming back for a movement. He is coming back for a movement. And he is about, he's ready. And he would love to move so many hearts here in this city. And I believe, I, 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 I truly and I, with the bottom of my heart, I believe in the local church because I've seen my life and many of my friends' lives being changed in the local church. And I believe it's not the end of our ICF area. I think it's just the beginning. When we are entering into the Samsung Hall, yes, we are entering into building. It's just a shallow, it, you know, it, we need to fill it with us, with the presence of God. But I think it's a milestone in our church history, also for us as internationals. And I want to desperately call for commitment, for engagement, for unity, for anticipation, for participation of all of us. How would it look like if each one of us already starts praying, whom can we invite? Samsung Hall or maybe even next week we are the church it's not our idea the leadership Bill Hybels God's idea uh, Leo's idea it's God's idea God wants the local church it's still his plan A Jesus is the cornerstone and he asks us to be living stones you have a stone underneath your seat why don't we stand up and pray and then start into a time of worship. I would love to pray with you. Stand up and um, under your seat there is one of those little stones and you can take it home, you can pray about it, you can even hold it now and make a, make a, a prayer and a personal commitment. Let's stand up and pray together. You know, and, she, and you can come as you are. I, I wish and I hope that you don't, you, you got this message right, you know. Um, Come as you are. You are so welcome to be part of this church. No matter if you do something or not, you are so welcome to be here. Come as you are. And if you have something to offer, and I think you have, don't hide it. Bring it in. I thank you so much, Jesus, that you love us so much. You gave your life for us. And I want to pray for everybody who never had an encounter with you Jesus maybe that's you and maybe you hold tight to that stone right now there's no energy in the stone but imagine this being the cornerstone this being Jesus and you you hold him tight and you say Jesus come into my life restore me heal me forgive me give me hope heal me give me a vision for my life Jesus I want to pray for 
all the people here in this room, me included. And I want to say this, you can count on me. I want to be one of the living stones.